But you know what? I thought you were mysterious like my mother until it turned out the mysterious just meant depressed, all right? Hard to reach. I mean, I'm dying here. I don't like going out. You know that I get anxiety when I have to meet people. You know how hard that is. Everything you touch turns to shit! Like King Midas' idiot brother. Jesus. But if you two aren't the biggest pair of fuck-ups I've ever met in my entire life... Hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Give Us a Second. A mini show series. Brought to you by the good people at The Greatest Moments in the History of Forever. Yeah. So and this is episode number six, Twin Peaks, The Return, part two of four. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Zach. And I'm Matt. And let's get this going. So, part one... We kind of gave you our just general thoughts and feelings of the Twin Peaks universe. Someone did make a comment to me that we didn't really talk about <laughs> the new show at well, all. Well, it was a last second decision to try to not really do any spoilers, <laughs> for, <laughs> which I'm not really sure what we would then talk about. But, you know, well, that was kind of just maybe to whet people's appetite for yeah. Twin Peaks. Because, you know, we understand that a lot of people... Uh, who listen to our show haven't watched the new one yet because it's on Showtime and whatever, whatever, whatever. But like they might have or been fans. just complete lack of interest. I don't know. I mean, I think I think most of our fans probably are fans. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! No, I think most of our listeners probably enjoyed the original run of Twin Peaks. I, I don't know. I I don't right. really know Maybe any. Not then. Okay, so. I can think of one. <laughs> All right, so now let's kind of get into it. Uh, so what did we talk about in part one? Did we leave, What did we, we thought this show was going to be like and what it's actually like. Yeah, what it actually turns out is all about is seemingly trying to get the good Dale Cooper, who we, you know, met in the original run and everybody loves... Out of the Black Lodge and back into the real world. And back to Twin Peaks. Back to Twin Peaks, have him interact with, you know, the old gang. Yeah. Although Which, Sheriff Harry, Harry Truman not, not around. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because of the age of a lot of the people involved 25 years ago at that time, and then, you know, 25 years of life later... Uh, you know, there were a lot of deaths <laughs> yeah. among the cast. A and lot I mean, of honestly, whenever we saw uh, The Descendants, Harry Truman not looking great in it. Yeah, it's kind of weird. That I don't even think he has any speaking lines. <laughs> no, he just sits there awkwardly. It, yeah, but like, like stares. It's kind of weird that both him and Robert Forster are in oh, yeah, The Descendants. The Truman Brothers. <laughs> um, So, you know, one of the big controversies of this uh, new revival of Twin Peaks, I guess, is, you know, the lack of having Kyle MacLachlan play the regular Dale Everyone's Cooper. favorite character. Yeah, the, the essentially the main character of the original series. Uh, instead, Kyle MacLachlan has been in almost every episode, if not all of them, as kind of two different versions of himself. Yeah, two kind Coopers. Of 
There's the evil Dale who we met at the end of the original run. Right. And also, well, just very briefly at the end, that's the famous like cliffhanger from the end of the show. But he's in like, it has to be the first episode, right? He's got that weird scene at the trailer where he just gets out of like some like fancy car and like beats up two people right away. Yeah, I mean... And you're like, what the fuck? That's because that's the first you see Kyle MacLachlan again. And yeah, he's got like the... A leather jacket, long hair, spray tan. He looks like Bruce Campbell. Kind yeah. Of, and it's like, what is going on? It, and uh, yeah, I mean, admittedly, like when we first kind of have that interaction with him, it's like, I don't know if he's going to be able to pull this off yeah, as I know. an actor. It kind of seemed a little bit of a stretch. Yeah, I don't love the affected villain voice that he does. I do. <laughs> I love it. I don't like the hair, the wig. The hair looks awful. And the tan. Yeah, the it's tan a, looks awful. He kind of looks vaguely Native American. It's yeah. kind of a strange look for a white guy. Yeah. My favorite part of him delivering dialogue is when he's in that weird jail cell talking to Gordon Cole, and he's like, it's very good to see you again, old friend. Yeah, like that scene in particular is kind of like interesting just because you're not sure if like there's if he's talking like that intentionally yeah, or, or if there's it... some sort of effect going on because of like the weird clear plexiglass cell that he's yeah, in. Yeah, it kind seemed of thing. like there was an effect, but I didn't yeah, get it. Like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> right. <laughs> Although, I mean, not getting it is a recurring theme yeah. of <laughs> Twin Peaks. Pretty much. Um, And then... It's kind of hard to explain all of these things just in like these short little minisodes that so we do. So we're not going to bother. But like there's another version of Dale Cooper where he's kind of been brought back to the real world but he seemingly quite some time ago. I well I don't know. I think he just recently entered this body. Uh remember when he threw up? Right. When he was with Jade. Yeah, yeah. But I just mean this other version that was seemingly created well, yeah, from the Well, yeah, it seems like it, we don't know the full story yet because we're we're recording this obviously before the whole thing's wrapped. But it seems like Evil Cooper has created this guy named Dougie Jones, who's like a doppelganger of Dale Cooper, Th- to them. Yeah. potentially be the one that gets killed instead of Evil Cooper whenever it's time to get switched back. Yeah, for Evil him to go Cooper, back to the Black Lodge or something. I guess basically what we're supposed to gather is Evil Cooper has is now on the we've we've met him at a time where his time period of kind of just having free reign in the real world is supposed to be coming to an end and he's supposed to be returning to the black lodge but he wants to stay in the real world he's having a good time killing people just having lots of sex and well he's seemingly like a uh like a crime boss kind of character yeah he's got like people that he's he got works a crew. with yeah He's Jennifer got like a Jason Quentin Tarantino crew. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, the thing that we kind of, you know, get introduced to in this new revival is uh, the character of Diane, who we never met in the original series or Fire Walk with me, and now she's being played by Laura Dern. Right. But she's just someone that always existed as an off-screen character because it's who Cooper is always, I don't know, recording tapes yeah. and it's, sending them it's to? seemingly yeah i mean at first when you first watch the show it seems more like a secretarial role but it seems to have evolved into some sort of fbi position at some point and now she's like moved on from that but slowly as this uh third season has like 
gone on, we've kind of gotten little bits and pieces as to what has been going on with this Diane character and like it seems like you could maybe speculate that she had something to do with this creation of Dougie Jones and she's not really like letting on to the full story. I have no because idea. Because it seems because all of a sudden like this smoking hot wife, Naomi Watts, and it just so happens that Janie E, Naomi Watts, is like the half sister or the sister of Yeah, I mean Diane. this is fairly new information to us. Yeah, that this isn't revealed until like, you know, most of the way through the series. Or, or through this new season and it's like okay well what does that mean like because she seemingly has been communicating like semi well like secretly with uh evil cooper but like the fbi people like gordon cole and, they're aware they're aware but way. like she's not like telling them that she's doing it right, she's right. like doing it underhandedly and then they're like you know spying on her but maybe she knows they're spying on her like i don't know it's this weird kind of who knows what kind of thing i do enjoy the scenes with diane though yeah i mean i think a lot of people probably predicted that laura dern was going to be diane it seemed like a pretty common guess i I definitely saw that a lot of places that people were saying that that's what they thought and then it turned out to be the case well the way that she's revealed probably in the end of one of the early scenes that I really enjoyed was after they talked to Evil Cooper in the jail cell and Albert and Gordon have like this little scene outside where Gordon has to like crank up his hearing aid thing and they're like whispering to each other. And just the way it's done, I, I love it. But basically, it the cliffhanger of that episode is them being like, well, there's only one person who can tell us if this is really Cooper. And he's like, do you know where she is? And Albert's like, I know where she drinks. And then you can kind of speculate as to who it is. I mean, I think one of the thoughts was like, is it Audrey? Yeah. But so it ends up being Diane. Right. And I think one of the other fun things about Diane is how she's kind of like this curmudgeon, like, fuck off. Her catchphrase is fuck you. Right. Uh, Which is just funny going back to the original series with cooper who's always like very sweet and upbeat and he's like (laughs) diane i'm driving through lovely twin peaks with these lovely ferns you know (laughs) yeah i mean well that's kind of this whole thing like i think it's like with this third season lynch and company have kind of like walked this fine line between uh fan service and also you know presenting this new totally unpredictable thing that is a totally new story and isn't just like a rehash of whatever happened 25 years ago. And one of the fan servicey moments was to not only include Diane as a character, but make it Laura Dern, who, you know, people who have watched all of Lynch's films. I mean, she appears in Wild at Heart and uh, Blue, Blue Velvet. Velvet. And so, like, you know, she's kind of a major actress in like the lynch world i think she's an inland empire too yeah yeah so giving the fans that moment was great but then because of this weird relationship the fans have with a character who they've never seen or heard before they're all there is kind of like this feeling of like well we don't want her to be evil but like there definitely is something interesting going on with that character that hasn't been fully revealed yet as as of this recording yeah we don't know what is going on. At first, she had a very visceral negative reaction to seeing Evil Cooper in jail. Oh, yeah. And it seemed very believable. But then all of a sudden... And she's like going off to Gordon like, that is not Dale Cooper. 
You know, why would she do that if she is involved with this dude? But some people have speculated maybe she's like working her own angle. That seems possible. And that she might be actually communicating with someone other than Evil Cooper. Although it seemed confirmed in the latest episode based on the text that we see him send. Because like usually there's been these text messages, but we don't see who's getting what message and like what's going on. But like it seemed like we saw Evil Cooper send the Las Vegas question mark text in this most recent episode. One that Diane had received a few episodes back because these scenes are seemingly not in any kind of chronological linear order. I mean, it's kind of like this whole crazy thing. Uh, We talked in episode one or part one about how coming into this, like we didn't really realize what the scope of the show was going to be. I mean, right off the bat, we're getting this bizarre sequence in New York city that like they have kind of tied back in, but like, it seems like if you were going to cut stuff out, that would be like one of the easiest things to cut. Like that box in New York city. I mean, yeah, but it does come into play. You would think with the end, maybe, I don't know that one thing that we think is the mother in quotes, (laughs) like came out of there and like killed those people. Yeah. But where did it go after that? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not saying there isn't a connection. It just seems like it's such a weird place to start this. And we've come so far from there. And then we get have gotten so much happening in Las Vegas, and like the Las Vegas, yeah, the (laughs) yeah, the Las Vegas storyline has been highly entertaining. It has involved you know Naomi Watts and Kyle MacLachlan and James Belushi of all people, and kind of this weird catatonic version of dale cooper you know going by the name dougie jones and he you know he can't really seemingly talk or think but he can walk around and repeat what other people say and he's kind of being guided by the spirits by the good spirits of the other world you know these white lodge black lodge figures or whatever but like it's seemingly like there are a lot of people out there trying to kill him but he escapes death in all these like kind of right. crazy ways. And then somehow this is like more recently, the last couple episodes, it's been less of that character. Cause there were a few episodes where it was like the Dougie Jones thing was like almost the, the dominant, entire. Yeah. And now he's like not been in it as much because it seems like they're kind of trying to bring along the rest of the storylines to catch us up and, and to try to tie everything together. One of the hard things is, going through the show as you watch it you just start to realize over time like oh dale cooper's not coming back anytime soon like this is it and the scene like once you kind of accept it the scenes with him as dougie jones are like really fun and funny but it's it is like a tough thing to get used to yeah i mean it does seem strange that like okay like when this was all announced and then you find out like oh they're going to do 18 hours worth of this i don't think it would have occurred to anyone that the first you know at least 14 15 16 maybe even 17 plus of those hours were going to be without the most popular character right. i mean the actor would still be in it and still be have you know the most screen time of anyone basically cuz he's playing two parts but he's not going to be that character that you know and love from the original and it's 
it's kind of like I think some people have had a hard time getting over it. Yeah, I will say because um, I think. Yeah, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say, from the original series, Dale Cooper and Harry Truman, the scenes of them together is that's that's what drives the show for me. I, I just love all the police stuff with them and just sort of how the town reacts to Dale Cooper and everything. But I do think that in this current run of it, that Albert and Gordon and their whole like little buddy cop thing they got going. Yeah, I do think that that fills the void to a degree. Certainly, yeah, and it is funny that Lynch, uh, who appeared in the original series and the movie, obviously, as Gordon Cole, has become like a, a much more prominent figure right. at times. Yeah, at yeah. times. Now yeah, he's yeah. been absent from a few episodes. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think when we were talking about what our expectations were coming into the start of this series, it did occur to me as a possibility that one of the major storylines could be that Cooper's still in the Black Lodge and we got to get him out oh, like, yeah. kind of thing. But even in that thought process that I would have, it never would occur to me that we would never get like the normal Cooper oh, this same, far into yeah. it. Like that just never would have crossed oh, my I, mind. Right, yeah. But it's kind of interesting because as, as kind of like um, frustrating and you know, sometimes even tedious as this might feel to like some viewers, I do think that if if we can get, you know, the good Cooper rescued and out of there and we kind of get that fan service moment of him in Twin Peaks, at least even for a little bit at the end of the show, it's going to be this huge payoff. I think the hard part about it, though, is like, I think when a lot of people envision Cooper coming back to Twin Peaks after all these years, you want the moments with Harry Truman and Audrey and it's like no Truman and what the hell is going on with Audrey? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, we'll I, which we'll get to at some point. Yeah. That'll be part three. Yeah. Just that. We can't even get to the main but Twin I think Peaks. It's safe to say that they're not going to have some. I don't know. I'm still holding maybe. out a weird yeah, fantasy that maybe Cooper's going to save Audrey from whatever's going on. That's with her. possible. I mean, anything is on the table. Okay. And she'll like kiss him and say like my special agent. <laughs> Credits. End of show. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, but as, how great would that be? As though? you're like annoyed that that's the ending and I look you look over and I'm just full on weeping. <laughs> <laughs> so the Las Vegas stuff has been highly entertaining. Uh if you get if you can like go for the ride like it's kind of just funny and goofy and very like oddball ver- an oddball version of David Lynch like if you kind of take those pieces like the Naomi Watts Kyle MacLachlan relationship and like all the stuff going on with Dougie Jones and his job and how he gets involved with like organized crime and all this weird shit it's kind of just this oddball comedy on its own Yeah yeah and like, Naomi Watts is incredible. I mean, oh she God. steals the show for a while. <laughs> yeah. I mean, whew. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's just say Dougie's a lucky guy. But um, at the same time that the Las Vegas stuff is going, what kind of brings the FBI into it eventually is when Evil Cooper gets arrested, but it all kind of is connected to this bizarre murder that I, I guess is technically kind of like a double murder that kicks off like kind of the whole show. It's it's not the first scene, but it 
it's very close oh, to the yeah, beginning. Yeah. And you're kind of like, well, what's going on with this? A, a weepy Matthew Lillard had to explain it to us. Yeah, you kind of almost feel like, um, are they going for like something similar to the beginning of season one? Like it's because before you realize what's going on, because yeah. you're like, all right, well, there's a dead woman, and then they we're in a different small town, seemingly. Yeah, and it's like, how does this? It, how does this stuff in Buckhorn, South Dakota, relate to anything with Twin Peaks? Like, who are these people? Who is this? person that's been murdered oh wait they pull the bed the blankets back and it's a woman's head and it but it's a man's body that's not connected to the woman's head i will and say you're that like, part oh, so it's two- didn't look great <laughs> so it's two dead people what's going on and then it has to do with matthew lillard who's like the principal of a school and this woman he was having an affair with and it seems like there's all this weird drama with him and his wife and like their lawyer and you're like what is going on and then all of a sudden like evil cooper shows up and shoots matthew lillard's wife and you're like so clearly he's involved with right but like that's something that ends up being like so forgettable by like a a few episodes later it's still not entirely clear on who killed that woman and it turns out that the the male body that was also there that was with the head but not connected to it was the body of Major Briggs. Whose head we do see. <laughs> floating around. In the other world, yeah. Because, you know, logically you could jump to, well, Evil Cooper did it. But my only problem with that is, A, my only problem, <laughs> which starts with A, and then a list from there. Yeah. My problems with it are, A... Why? Why not kill Lillard instead of that guy, instead of the girl? Right. And B, how? Like, I, I, I don't understand, like, why would he set it up like this? I don't, I don't know what he was trying to get out of. I, I kind of actually wasn't sure what was to make of that. Because later... I still don't know. These mysterious uh, otherworldly people called the Woodsmen then kill Matthew Lillard. Bearded men. <laughs> Uh, it's, if you haven't, I mean, obviously I would assume that anybody who's made it this far into this rambling, incoherent mess would had to have at least watched this because it's like, what the fuck are we talking about? But I mean, collectively, nope. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's so impossible to even try to explain this show, but like, especially in these like shorter versions of the episodes, but it's, it's just like, you know, you go piece by piece because, you know, they filmed 18 hours and they were looking, I think, you know, the idea was that this was more like an 18 hour movie. And so we were seeing this in like pieces rather than thinking of them as like individual episodes. And like once you start to see more of the pieces, it, it kind of comes together more as to how this is all connected. Yeah, we're going to have to watch it straight through. Yeah. As well, an 18 hour movie. Yeah. Well, hopefully done. there'll be some theaters that screen it as an 18 hour movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a thing. <laughs> I don't know. Um, the stuff in Buckhorn gets the attention of the military because they've kind of been, you know, trying to figure out what happened to Major Briggs because, you know, supposedly he died in this fire, but, like, I guess there was some question well, marks as to thing. what was going on with it. Are we supposed to take it that Evil Cooper was involved with that fire some 25 years ago? You have to think, right? I think that's what you're supposed to assume because they make it a point that like... He disappeared right after that. 
that like Cooper was around, you know, saw Major Briggs and then like disappears and then he kind of supposedly dies in this fire and then who knows though because obviously the military because they get alerted to the fact that there's this corpse with fingerprints that match somebody that's been missing for 25 years and oh by the way he would have been in his 70s at this point and it's the body of like someone in their 40s it doesn't really make sense Yeah, like the age that he supposedly died so they obviously thought something was going on because they were on the lookout for this and they kind of referenced that there had been other I think they found his fingerprints before. Yeah, there'd been other... But they never had, like, a body actually match. Yeah, something. So, like, they've... this. It's obviously been on their radar that something weird was going on. Yeah, yeah. And the FBI, you know, gets called into action once Cooper gets arrested, and how do they? how did they get involved with the body, though? I don't know. I can't remember. Well, because it's, it's in the same town. Right. Uh, I don't know. I remember them going to the morgue and seeing the body. Yeah, I don't know. I guess they were just involved with the whole case. Although, I don't, I guess, I don't know that they know that there was a connection there. Well, anyway, they... (laughs) Somehow. There's too many things to remember. They bring along, like, a young, uh, smoking hot FBI agent named Tammy Preston. And slowly, as things start to get weird... You know, they've got this evil Cooper who then escapes from prison and then, like, you know, Major Briggs and, like, you know, fingerprints and bodies and then, like, Matthew Lillard with his, like, weird website about going into the zone. Apparently, he was, like, somehow interested in this and was stumbling upon some of this Twin Peaks mythology that we've all, you know, learned over time. Right. Um, he was like obviously insane. not involved, but he was like somehow stumbling into it because it seems like Twin Peaks is like where he was a lot of shit happens. But paranormal websites, other portals in different places, dealing with like the vortex and things like that. <laughs> the vortex. <laughs> so because they bring along this new FBI agent, it kind of gives them a reason to sit around sometimes and explain what the Blue Rose Task Force is, like who's on it what it does, how it started, et cetera. And it kind of gives like the viewer this chance to like kind of confirm things that we kind of could piece together over time, but it's like it's never been outright said by any of the characters. And so now we're like, okay, so there was some group and then it's like they are investigating these doppelganger cases of like weird supernatural things. It's kind of like a version of you know scully and Mulder from the x-files except like it's all kind of the same related to the same thing right right and so it kind of it gives some perspective as to like what is going on at the beginning of fire walk with me which chronologically is the first thing that happens yeah as far as like what we've ever seen now they reference a case that predates that by some years but you know, that's where we first were introduced to anything as far as like, oh, you know, there's a girl named Teresa Banks that gets murdered and then it leads into the Laura Palmer thing and all this other stuff. Yeah, I did like uh, Albert telling that story and then him revealing like the two officers were Philip Jeffries and Gordon Cole or whatever. Yeah. That was kind of cool. Ultimately, through the kind of bizarre way that david lynch does i think 
you know, yes, we haven't gotten Dale Cooper, and yes, it took 12 episodes or so to get to Audrey, who was like the other favorite character from the original run. And her storyline, which we'll talk about more in part three, is so insane. We don't know what's going on. Those things are true, but at the same time, I do think that there has been a lot of like stuff for like the diehards to like oh, yeah. kind of get excited about. And there's some more of that with the actual. Uh, inhabitants of Twin Peaks, which we had to split this up into so many parts because we, we had to cover all of the other places, and we oh, right. and we, I mean, we barely grazed any of the any kind of surface with any of this stuff. But that'll do it. Yeah. So as we mentioned in the picnic and hanging rock episode, uh, we we're, we're taking listener requests, so get those in. They're yeah, flooding they're coming in, right in now. hot. Yeah. Uh, let us know and we'll we'll be doing those for those of you not really super fans of twin peaks or of our give us a second episodes don't worry these things aren't gonna like detract from the regular ones this is just <laughs> this is fan service for myself and matt yeah, we, we just, just like to talk about twin peaks all the time yeah it's like our obsession at this right. point follow the show on twitter at greatest pod and uh we're probably post part three of the twin peaks the return series soon we i mean i guess we'll do a fourth one eventually which maybe then we'll be able to have some sort of coherent thoughts on what's we've been what we just maybe wasted probably 18 not. hours of our lives yeah actually double or triple that because we've watched all the episodes multiple times yeah and i'm not done <laughs> but uh anyway thanks for listening and uh we'll see you again real soon